Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What'd you say? You can't believe what, Matt? I can't believe he's on an NFL roster. He sucked in college. Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. He's horrendous. Well, what's even funnier is, didn't he have like a six? He had a six or seven touchdown season. Might have even been eight. Last year? Yeah. Last year or the year before. Yeah, man. I don't know. He had seven touchdowns last year. <laughs> That's more than he scored in his entire college career. Is it really? Yeah. He scored six in five years of college. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL Showdown Strategy Show, LA Saints, New, LA Rams, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, four-point spread, 46-point total here. Interesting game. Matt was saying before the show as he and I were, uh, you know, catching up a little bit that there's a lot of question marks when it comes to the Saints team and just what are the snap shares going to look like today? I mean, obviously for the other side of this one, I don't know, Matt, you, you look at the, the Rams side of the ball, it's kind of it's kind of cut and dry. Let's assume this game is close. You're probably getting 90% of snaps from Kyron Williams at this point. The guy's been, as you would say, a wagon. He's been awesome. <laughs> Who can and maybe not because maybe he plays like 80, but you get the point. He's still going to be getting the, the the lion's share of work. Who can a two two out or uh, Cooper Cup played a hundred percent of snaps last game. Demarcus Robinson played 95% of snaps, ended up finding the end zone. The only difference here, really, uh, because, hell, Tyler Higby was out there for 63% of snaps. The only, and I'm diving right into it today with you guys, and hopefully Matt will too. The only difference now is that Tutu Atwell was out with a concussion, and he has been one of their primary deep threats, leading the team up until last week in deep targets. He's back, and he's active today. So do you think he and Robinson just split while Nakua and Cup continue to play close to 100%? That's kind of my anticipation. Robinson's actually played a lot better than I thought he was going to be. So maybe he's earned himself more opportunity. I don't know. It at least seems like it's trending that way. I mean, I I did not anticipate this guy getting 10 targets two weeks ago. Last week, he only had three, but he scored a touchdown. Pretty productive on those targets, put up 44 yards. The Rams, man, they're a weird team. You know, 2-2 goes down. I don't anticipate them getting like Demarcus Robinson carries, but they run this weird offense where wide receivers are involved in the run game. And it's like the second one of them goes down, they don't change anything. It's like, boom. All right. I guess Demarcus Robinson's going to get a carry now. And I don't know, but yeah, he's, he's played well enough where I think he's at least earned a 50, 50 route share with Tutu Atwell. And at best, maybe it's like 70, 30, 60, 40. He's been shockingly good. And Atwell's kind of faded as the season's, moved on anyway so we'll see how this plays out but that's kind of how i see it yeah i will say though the price disparity between robinson and tutu atwell that tonight is huge it is so yeah you obviously have to balance that as well because that with 
Demarcus Robinson, there's going to be alternatives in that range. And I wouldn't say this is the best value slate. So going to a guy like Tutu Atwell below 3K does make some sense just from a roster construction standpoint. As we'll get into this, you'll, you'll find pretty quickly we're short on value. There's not really anybody below $1,000 I'm interested in. So Tutu Atwell below the 3K price tag does stand out. So you, you bring up a very good point right away. Maybe people will be funneled to Atwell just with salary dynamics. I mean, now that you mention it, though, dude, there is there's nothing as far as value goes, huh? I mean, sub, sub 1K, I don't see a single player that's probably going to be on the field outside of maybe Ben Skoranek getting like three or four snaps. Yeah, right. I, it's funny you bring that up. I was looking for players that might even play a snap <laughs> below 1K, and they're even like you. I think it is just Skoranek maybe is the only guy who maybe plays a snap. That's it. I, it's not Zach Evans. I'll tell you that much. It is not. Dude, it's it's rough, but you know what? It makes it for a fine, for a kind of fun slate. Uh, also, when you're looking, another issue though is that it's not like this is one of those slates where there's not a lot of value, but there also aren't any high priced options. Like you have Kyron Williams, highest. Imagine if I told you, Matt, before the season, that on a showdown slate for week, is this sixteen or seventeen? This is sixteen, right? Yeah, 16. week week sixteen, that. You'd have Cooper Cup on the slate. You'd have Alvin Kamara on the slate. But Kyron Williams would be the highest priced player of anybody in this game. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's likely. Oh, I would no? have thought that player was Cam Akers. But obviously, times have changed rapidly in Los Angeles. It's not like this was completely out of the range of possibilities. Sean McVay loves a feature back on all the way back to Gurley. We just yep. thought it was Cam Akers before the trade, even though we knew that they, I mean, this goes all the way back to week one of 2022 when they randomly just benched Cam Akers and they started Kyron Williams, but he like broke his ankle or turned his ankle really bad on the opening kickoff of the game. That was a surprise start for him. So there were kind of these tea leaves you could read that, all right, they really like Kyron Williams, but man, I didn't think it would get this far. Yeah, this guy is fifth in fantasy points at the running back position. Fifth in total fantasy points. He's played 10 games. Yeah, he is That's an crazy. actual wagon. He's played 10 games. You're talking about a player that was, was it, he, he missed four weeks on the IR. Yeah, <laughs> I love Kyron Williams, dude. I loved him going all the way back to college. He's awesome, dude. He really is. He's second in fantasy points per game at the position behind Christian McCaffrey. He has been that good. He's been that good. Um, it's, it's, it's a really amazing story that we're seeing from him, but Let's dive into this a little bit more. Before we do, though, thanks for joining us, guys. If you could take one single second before we get started, atone for your sins here on a Thursday morning. Atone and hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel and leave a comment down below. If you're watching or listening after the fact, we read the comments. I try and respond to all of them. So if you're doing so, you want to be seen, you want to be heard. We got a way to do it. Also, you want to listen in podcast form, you can do that as well. Anything that we do on YouTube that has a shelf life goes straight to our podcast platforms immediately after we're done being live. And we even have podcast exclusive content. Ben Rasa and I on Tuesday break it down. Single game, three entry type structure, strategy. We look back on the previous slate using the contest generator. And this week, we took a look at the Saturday slate, breaking all that down, game theory, everything. Plus, 
what slates, two, three game slates in the past this season, what type of lineups have won. So if you're playing the Saturday slate, highly suggest you check that out. All right. You ready to make this happen? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. We'll start it off with the Saints. We already talked a bunch about the Rams. We're just all over the place this morning. That's fine. Uh, but the Saints are not, dude. The Saints are such a difficult team on showdowns to try and figure out because you have uh, you, you have things moving in a million different directions. It's not just Alvin Kamara, but you've got Jamal Williams over the last two weeks essentially splitting snaps with Kamara. You have Taysom Hill back in the mix. He might play 45% of snaps. He might play 19% of snaps, depending on the way this game goes. Uh, and then you have the wide receiver three position, which you had brought up to me before the show started. Outside of Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid, what is this going to look like? So the question now is, where do you want to start? I'll give you free reign here. Where do you, where do you want to start at the Saints? Because we could start anywhere and it's going to be a mess. I guess let's start at the running back position because we have – you know, the most expensive player on the Saints and Alvin Kamara. So he's tricky today. He actually is our most negatively leveraged player. And I think that's because of something you hinted at, the Jamal Williams reemergence. And it's not like Jamal Williams has played particularly well. He's been fine, but he is siphoning snaps away from Kamara. And now you had Taysom Hill back in sort of like a cameo role. It was not the full Taysom Hill role. And it's interesting because... His involvement ebbs and flows on a weekly basis as well. Sometimes you run into games where he plays 40% of the snaps to your point or 19. So all of that cannibalizes Kamara. It cannibalizes him from a pass catching perspective, especially when Hill's on the field. Cannibalizes him in the red zone. That's a place where Hill is actually very involved, as well as Jamal Williams. So to me, he's a pretty easy fade. When I look at our tools, he's still getting some ownership. And I mean, he's... 10% negatively leveraged in both the captain and the flex. So now it's not just, all right, his ceiling's being affected, but even like his base projection. I would honestly, I think, rather play Jamal Williams like just on a price-adjusted basis at this point with us being so starved for value. But how do you kind of make out the current rendition of the Saints' backfield? Man, that's interesting. Uh, so Jamal Williams is 4,200 in the flex. Alvin Kamara is 10-8, so massive price disparity there. The only difference is, so he, here's why Alvin Kamara is, is appealing to me in a spot like this. When the Saints are dogs and when the Saints are playing from behind, you could see some really insane pass-catching responsibilities for Alvin Kamara, right? I mean, like against Jacksonville, that was a Thursday night game, as a matter of fact. You and I broke it down. He was targeted 14 times in that game. They played from behind from the very start. Tampa Bay, they played from behind very early. Lost 26 to 9, but Alvin Kamara was targeted 14 times. They played down to Houston. He was targeted eight times. They played down to Detroit. He was targeted eight times. So uh look, there are a couple of other spots where they where they played with uh from behind and he wasn't targeted as much. But still, I, I think he's live for like you know, eight to 12 targets in a spot like this, those type of opportunities are invaluable uh, on a slate like this. And I could see the snap share shifting a little bit back to Alvin Kamara, because let's not forget the last two games they have played, they have played with a pretty comfort, not really comfortable lead Carolina. They won 28, six New York. They beat them 24 to six. They silenced all the Tommy DeVito truthers out there. But you go back to week 13 against Detroit or week 12 against Atlanta, 
And Kamara played 64 and 76% of snaps with Jamal Williams playing only 28 and 22. So if you're telling yourself a story here and you have a bit of a narrative and you think the Rams could jump out to a lead or the Saints could struggle early on, that only benefits Alvin Kamara from a PPR perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And generally our tools don't favor running backs on showdowns. It's just the way it is. But if you run the Sims tool, like we talked about, we've talked about this for a while now, you'll still get Alvin Kamara lineups. Him being negatively leveraged just means maybe he doesn't show up as frequently. But good thing about our tools is they'll still give you the good lineups that have him. So it's absolutely not a case where I'm going to X out Alvin Kamara, not play him or anything. There is just some risk. He isn't a timeshare. It's close spread. So yeah, they are projected to trail, but if it remains competitive or they're they're winning, he's not going to play as much. So you just have to balance that risk, find the lineups that make sense with him if you're playing him. For sure. And to your point, he is very negatively leveraged in our top single game and showdown plays tool right now. Um, so is Kyron Williams. I mean, like part of that also is because like I don't think anyone thinks Kyron's a bad play. You could argue Kamara. But we mentioned this at the beginning. There's no value. So you you jam like a 10-8 Camaro or an 11-2 Kyron Williams. Right. You're locking yourself into a couple guys that are pretty greasy. Like you're going to be playing Foster, Moreau, and I don't know, Ben Skowronic if you're playing some of those lineups. So, yeah, I think a lot of it is just the dynamics of the slate. Yeah, you're going to probably land on some 2-2 Atwell as well, on yeah. top of that. Yeah. So I, it's, it's funny just looking at, all right, it's – Easy to tell yourself a story why Kamara is negatively leveraged. It's not so easy to tell yourself on Kyron being really negatively leveraged until you see the price tag. You're right. Well, we'll build some lineups uh, towards the end of the show, for sure. We're going to have to. We're going to have to because I haven't yet. And to your point, it's, I mean, even Rashid Shahid, $7,000 in the flex, right? Like you're not even getting him at, at a mid 5K price point or anything. None of these guys makes it pretty difficult really does Taysom Hill 6,600. Um, I mean, Matt, you even have, you know, the, 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 even the, the kickers, like even if you're talking about kickers here, you're still not getting cheap kickers. They're high 4k. So there aren't a lot of ways I, I'm looking down now. If allow me to, to, to steer off course a little bit here. Yeah. Rams and saints defenses are pretty cheap. The, the only, only skill players, though, below 4K, and Jawan Johnson at 4K, he's been terrible, are A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden, Tutu Atwell, like Royce Freeman, who could see a, a few snaps and a couple totes in the backfield for the Rams. It's like nothing there. Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen maybe, or Davis Allen maybe, if you think that Davis Allen is going to get a target or two. It's it's hideous. I mean, but I, I would you disagree that that at this stage of the game, Foster Moreau at, at two thousand is probably the best value we have, or or Jimmy Graham if he finds the end zone, which he's done in three straight games on two on five total targets. I don't have arguments against any of those guys. I mean, it's I can't really argue for them either. But yeah. you're basically playing the lotto and rolling the dice on a couple snaps, couple targets, maybe. And then hoping one of them finds the end zone or a big play. So I do think a lot of people are going to be gambling on the Saints wide receiver three in the Saints tight end situation. It's probably Moreau just because he plays a ton of snaps. A lot of them are run blocking, so it's not even like the snap share means that much. But yeah, man, I, I don't have a strong take on this, but I do think it's probably going to decide the slate. 
It has to. It has to. Hey, look, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham has touchdowns in three straight games, Matt, which is just ridiculous. Okay, it, it's he, he's played. He's <laughs> he's played twenty total snaps. How, let's see how many routes has he run over the last three games. He ran six last week. He ran six last week. That's okay. all I have up in front of me. Six last week. The week prior, he ran four. Week 13, he ran two. Okay. Dude, he scored all of those weeks. Yes, he scored in all three of those weeks. He scored in three straight weeks, dude. That's what he I'm played saying. two snaps one of those weeks. <laughs> and he scored. <laughs> he didn't play the week before. No. But it's it's outrageous. And these are some of the things that you're just going to have to come to terms with on a slate like this. Uh, does it make a lot of sense? No, absolutely not. Uh, but but this is what we have. And you want to hear something even funnier? He has five targets over the last three weeks. He leads the team in red zone targets. He leads the team in targets inside the 10, and he leads the team in targets inside the five. He has four inside the ten uh, in the red zone. No one else has more than two. He has three inside the 10. No one else has more than one. And over the last three weeks, he has the only two targets at the goal line. I'll say this. The Saints are really good at maximizing really bad players. Imagine if they had a GM with a pulse. <laughs> or a coach. I don't know, man. I They're probably going to make the playoffs or be right there. And certainly not live to actually win anything. It's a terrible place to be for a sports fan. Reminds me of like Brian Dable last year, Dan Campbell's for some of his early years. Like overachieving with a bad team. It's like great. I'm glad you have a good coach, but what are you what are we even really doing here? I'm with you. But here's the truth of the situation. If on a showdown slate, if Jimmy Graham is essentially only used in the red zone, at that price you have to consider him. You have you absolutely have to. It's 1600. They have four guys that are like that on their team where it's like, "All right, they're going to play barely, but they play in such high leverage situations where it's like, "Damn, I actually need to think about this." Taysom Hill's the exact same. 100%. Yeah. Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham. You think Jamal Williams has any shot at getting goal line opportunities? Yeah, historically, that's how he's been used. I know. It's just trickier with New Orleans because in previous situations, that was like clearly his role. But with New Orleans, like Hill's going to have a role down there. Kamara's going to do something down there. So I don't think it's quite as clear. That makes sense. It does. I'm just pulling something up right now. So he missed a couple of games, but I want to see since week seven, uh, what his what what the split is in the red zone between these two guys. So I got it right here. Since week seven, hold on. Since week seven, Alvin Kamara, twenty five red zone rushing attempts, twenty one to Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, three for Williams. So, matter of fact, if you look back on the last seven games, one of which Taysom Hill didn't play, but Kamara and Jamal Williams played all of them, Kamara has nine goal line attempts. Taysom Hill has six. Williams actually has zero. He has one inside the 10 to Kamara's 15. So, historically what we've seen out of him, particularly in Detroit last year where he had 400 touchdowns, that has been that has not been the case in New Orleans, Matt. They're not using him at all inside the 10 or the 5. That is a bit surprising. I thought it would at least be a little closer, but I don't. 
maybe it's like a breath of fresh air because I don't think he's better than most players. And I didn't think he deserved all those touchdowns last year in Detroit being as average of a player as he is. But even that one or two red zone touches could be important on the slate because of his price. That's really the only thing I can argue for in his favors. He will play some and he's one of the cheaper viable guys on the slate. You're debating between, if you're looking only at the Saints, you're debating between Jamal Williams, Groupie, Jawan Johnson, and then you get down to like defenses, A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden. And I mean, usually we don't talk defenses this early in the show, but we have the Saints defense as one of the highest positively leveraged play, the highest positively leveraged option on the slate, which is wild considering Jamal Williams, Jawan Johnson, A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden are the, the things you're considering against the Saints defense. But honestly, I kind of agree with it. I, I'll say this. I'd rather have Groupie than Jamal Williams. Because, same, same. Yeah, because dude, Jamal Williams is not very good. Okay. The, like last year, it's so easy to remember Jamal Williams as a guy that, man, first of all, he won Millie Makers, right? We know that multiple because I think, didn't he have multiple? I'm pretty sure he had multiple three touchdown games, but everything he did was essentially falling into the end zone. I, I'd ever, I don't remember a team. That had you know guys like Amon Ross St. Brown or whoever else tripped up inside the five. Maybe the Calvin Johnson year where he had like almost two thousand yards and four touchdowns or three. It's always the that. Lions, man. Yeah, it's right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. It's the Lions. I I, I don't remember the last time we saw something that insane. Uh, he had one three touchdown game, but he had three games. Oh no. Oh, that's ridiculous. All right, so he had one, two, three, four, five, six multi-touchdown games last year. Six of them. But he wasn't actually good, is the thing. He, you know, he was fine. He was pedestrian, but it's not like you look at and I know he, I know he was, I get it. He was a thousand yard rusher, Matt, but he was like league average, is what I'm saying. In between if if, if Jamal Williams is an in-between-the-20s back and not used in the red zone, the, the upside there is very marginal. Now, I, I get what you're saying. Maybe he gets one of them inside the 10 or the goal line, and in that event, he probably scores. But Alvin Kamara is actually a good goal line back, and that's I think people may forget that. Alvin Kamara is not – like he's good at the goal line. Yeah, I love Alvin Kamara. And I, I guess kind of to put the bow on Jamal Williams, I, I probably spent too much time making a case for him that I don't even believe in. <laughs> He's an option in this range. I'm with you. I prefer groupie. I also prefer the Saints defense. And I would honestly rather get down to Foster Moreau and just save the salary rather than play Jamal Williams. If you want to play the Saints back and be contrarian, they both will be. And they're both negatively leveraged. I would rather just play Kamara than Jamal Williams. How are you approaching Derek Carr uh, and the pass catchers alike? Because we know if there's one thing with Derek Carr, um, he's had a few decent games this year, right? The ceiling is very limited there. Like you get a 20 fantasy point game from Derek Carr, you're ecstatic, but the ceiling's limited because Taysom Hill is involved. Uh, and there's just so many other ways. Like you said, they'll use running backs in the back. They'll, they'll do whatever they have to do. Uh, and Derek Carr is not the type of guy that you're going to allow to throw 50 times. So, and, and if he does, he's still Derek Carr. So how do you approach Derek Carr today at his price point, second highest price player on the saints and then guys like Alave, Rashid, and all of these kind of 
tertiary wide receivers in the three and four spots? Yeah, so tricky situation with Carr. I think he's still playing injured. The guy's just taking some absolutely monstrous hits this year. I kind of don't even know how he's still upright. But he's also been terrible, whether that's injury-related or not. Derek Carr has been just downright laughably bad. The thing that works in his favor, though, is pricing. DraftKings has been aggressive decreasing his price. He's 9K, which is cheaper than, like, Drew Locke was on their recent showdown. So we're we're talking about, like, historically low prices for Derek Carr, and he's still an NFL quarterback that plays almost every snap. He'll come in a little bit. So we have him positively leveraged. We know the narrative on him is really bad. I think at some point there's going to be an ownership mark where I want to be looking at playing him. Right now, still, I think I would rather get to Olave, rather get to Shahid. Shahid, I think, is a little overpriced. But Olave, I think, at 8,600 is completely fine. He'll be the alpha here, expected to play tonight. A lot of times with these pocket passers, you just see the receivers outscore them because you have the PPR bonus. Like, Derek Carr is probably not getting 300, so you're not really looking at bonuses for him. Olave could still get 108 receptions, which is the eight additional points. I still think I'd rather play Olave than Carr, but you know it's getting close to that point where I'm actually considering using him as a leverage play. I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> so he's what cheap, man. He's look, cheap. What would a lineup look like if you did that? Captain Carr. Yeah, I'm saying if you're captaining Carr, like what are we giving up to Captain Derek Carr? It feels like a ton, but it might still be a good move. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you definitely do give up some. Like if I'm All right, captaining, so here, here's one. Here's real, a car. Real, real cap- quick, real, real quick, man. Like if I'm captaining Kyron or Kamara or Cop, I'm like, yeah, I could give some shit up. That's all right. If I'm captaining Derek Carr, I'm like, oh, I got to give up Kyron or Kamara or Cop. You know, so it, it 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 makes it tough. But okay, yeah, let's hear it. Go ahead. So you can do a Derek Carr to Olave stack. Cars captain. You have Kyron Williams. Cooper Cup, you can do Nakua if you want to pivot. Saints D, Foster Moreau. So that's like what a lineup might look like. Oh, that's not bad at all. But if you do a pivot, let's say we'll use an expensive captain. Let's say you want a captain, Kyron, use Carr in the flex. You lose about $800. So that like 2v2 moves you off of Olave down to Shahid. It moves you off of Saints defense down to another punt. So the point I'm trying to make here is I think it – it is a concession that might be worthwhile in certain fields. Like if you're playing a large airfield stuff, you want to use some car captain. Your overall lineup looks a little better. You do get like a groupie instead of a punt or an Olave instead of a Shahid. So it it is a meaningful difference in salary is the point I'm trying to make. You're absolutely right. Um, do you have any, do you have anything else on the saints? Cause I want to take a slightly different approach on this show with you as we get over to the Rams. I'm going to, I'm going to throw throw everybody a curveball but i think it's going to i think it's going to help a lot and probably uh be better than the way we've been doing it just for today's show. So, uh anything else on the Saints? Do we want to leave their wide receiver 3 position for this discussion you're going to have me do or should we talk about that? No, yes, we ab- we absolutely want to leave it for yeah, we want to we can pick up on that in a second for sure. All right, then I'll let you guide the ship. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, did you see 25 we got a little christmas sale going matt it's the final one we're doing for nfl on the year and probably the last one we do for nba guys 25 percent off any package we have that's the sims package weekly monthly 
Sims Data or Sims Max. That's the lineup generator. 25% off of that for the week. All of that stuff. 25% off. Link is in the description and in chat. All I can say right now, Matt. Oh, yeah. And Brody put together this incredible uh, video showing all the massive winners, the Millie winners and, and everything else uh, from the 2023 season, which has uh, been incredible for us here, given the tools. But here's what I would say. If you guys have been on the fence, right? And it's Christmas. I mean, give yourself a gift, if nothing else. If you've been on the fence, is there ever a better time to do something like this? Even if you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'll try a week out. I'll try a week. Then when you have football on Thursday night, Saturday, two games, which means you'll have a main slate and you're going to have a big showdown slate for that second game. Christmas Eve, Sunday, you have a nine-game main plus the big afternoon slate plus a showdown slate. And then Monday, Christmas Day, you've got a three-game slate with big showdowns and a main slate. If you were ever thinking about it and you hadn't done so yet, you're getting 25% off any package, any package, NFL or NBA. But we got NFL down there in the description because it's an NFL show and it's in chat. Matt, we got football for the next five days. Probably going to be like 12 big slates over the next five days starting tonight. It's a great time to take advantage of the tools so you don't have like a single slate sample where you're trying to evaluate your process. You're trying to learn what to do. You have tons of slates to take advantage of this. You're probably off work if you're lucky. Spending time with family. I don't know. Maybe you want to avoid the family, but I know mine. We always have sports on. We're watching sports the entire time. And it, you, you said it. It's not just NFL. Christmas NBA is huge. Like there's tons of things you could take advantage of with these tools. And you and I always talk about this. Take advantage of these during the calendar when you get the most slates, getting the most bang for these tools. So, yeah, I mean, full agreement with you. It's now is the time to take advantage of these if you haven't yet. Yeah, because for basketball or baseball, you could do it any day of the week. It doesn't matter what day. But, like, if you if you try and jump on a football promo on Tuesday for the week, you've got several days that you have no football. Now you're going for the week, and you got football almost every single day, including next Thursday. So that's like six – that's five days out of seven days of football that you're getting. So if you want to jump in, guys, links in the description. You'll see it, the 25% off. Uh, awesome time. If Also, if you ever have questions on the Sims tool – on anything, lineup generator, links are in the description, or uh, my DMs are open on Twitter, and we have tutorials for all of that. Last thing I'll say about this, because it's kind of a personal testimonial there. I, you know, I have a newborn at home and a two-year-old. For NBA, I can finally play again because I just run the Sims, and then, if, and then I have my laptop nearby if I need to run the late swap. But for football, even if you don't have a lot of time on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but you still wanna play and get plus EV lineups, it takes less than five minutes to run the Sims tool and get good plus EV lineups and upload them to CSV straight into your contest. So that's another little bit of icing on the cake coming into the holidays, especially like Matt said, if you got some time off, but you're busy with family. So check it out, guys. And again, if you have questions, you can hit me up on Twitter. All right. So here's the direction I want to take with you. What if, given that there's not a lot of value, what if... What if we were to experiment with some captains that are a little bit off the board, like a Taysom Hill captain or some of these mid-range but not completely dirt cheap options? Is that even viable today to free up salary? I was actually thinking about this before the show. I'm not sure. I was kind of trying to just peruse our tools and see some of these guys in the mid-range that might be possibly leveraging the captain. A couple names that are like Saints defense, 
both kickers are positively leveraging the captain. And you know how I feel about that. I have this like phobia of captaining kickers just because of their limited upside. We've seen it work on occasion, but like Jawan Johnson is positively leveraging the captain. So to sum up the point you're making, I do think it's viable. Okay. So let's go through this for a second. Like, like I Shaheed's said, I think possibly more... leveraging captain. Sorry. No, go for it. No, I'm just saying more guys possibly leveraging captain in this mid range. Let's start at, what do you think we could consider the mid range? Like start at Shahid maybe. Yeah. He's, he's possibly leveraging the captain wildly enough. I, I think he should be. I mean, look, you're not getting a super discounted price point on him, but also Rashid Shahid's the type of guy that number one, they didn't really need to use him all that frequently last time out. They murdered Atlanta and the Giants. They faced two really bad football teams. I mean, look, they've essentially only beat bad football teams this year. Their wins have come against Tennessee, Carolina, New England. Uh, they did beat Indy, but Indy's not great. Chicago, Atlanta, and the New York Giants. Those, those are their wins. And it could end up being a game where Shahid sees more opportunities. Let's talk about this, though. Let's go from, like, 4K up to 7K. Who's viable there? Because to me, I see Shahid, and I'm not even looking at the tools, so you tell me which one of these guys have positive leverage in our tools. Um, by the way, all of our tools, not just the Sims, included in 25% off. Ownership, player projections, the premium Discord, top stacks tool, literally everything for NFL. But the Sims and lineup generator there as well. Uh, I, I see Shahid, Taysom Hill, like is is Higby positively leveraged at that price? It seems expensive for ca to captain him. So Taysom Hill is not positively leveraged. Shahid is. Higby's positively leveraged in captain, not flex. Okay. What about Robinson? Robinson is not positively leveraged. So, but that is because he's going to split time with, and he, you know what? It's funny. He's actually positively leveraged in captain, but not in the flex. So realistically, who are who are the options you're willing to consider at captain there to free a lot of salary up? I mean, at this point, almost all of them, except for Taysom Hill. Because, so for reference, our tools are great. They have a top play percentage. You can look and see Cooper Cup has a 25% chance of being the top scorer on this slate. But his captain optimal is only 12%. Why is that? Salary dynamics. You play Cooper Cup, you're locking yourself into like Marquez Callaway or some really dusty other player on your on your roster. Whereas if you go down and you play like a Shahid at captain or Demarcus Robinson, now you're getting an extra stud in the flex. So yeah, even though Demarcus Robinson, he's sub one percent to be the number one overall scorer on the board, he still has a higher or a possibly leveraged score in the captain slot. So I don't know. I might just playing multiple lineups, of course, might just try to be diversified across these middling plays because they're all risky in their own right. But it's more the construction I think you're trying to access than the individual players in this range, if that makes sense. No, that's exactly what it is. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Because, like, I, I honestly think you could even make – I think you could even make an argument that Tutu Atwell is viable at captain in large field tournaments if he catches a 60-yard touchdown. Like – He's targeted deep. He has 14 deep targets on the season. Going into last week, like I said at the top, he was tied for, for most deep targets on the team. Granted, Cooper Cup had missed a handful of games this year, but if Tutu Atwell does get some time on the field, which I assume he will coming off the concussion, 
it might only take two plays, Matt, and finding the end zone for him to be optimal. Even if he has like 13 actual points, you know, one and a half, one and a half uh, times those, those points at the captain spot. And then it gets you one other great player, as opposed to like you said, a Marquez Callaway or Jawan Johnson, even that might, that it's possible that that could play. Yeah. I'd consider him more like Atwell still positively leveraged in the captain spot. I, I didn't think he would be, but it's most of these cheaper guys are. And then you're seeing pretty severe negative leverage in the flex for guys like Kyron, Kamara, some of the elite receivers. Now, a lot of them do have positive leverage in the flex, which I think is telling as well. You know, like Cooper Cup, negatively leverage a captain, pretty positive leverage in the flex. I think a lot of that's just construction wise. It's easier to get Cup in the flex. If you captain a middling priced player, you do get extra guys like Cup in your lineup. So it makes a big difference deciding who I think is the ne the next task and the toughest one of the day. Do you like Puka Nakua today at his price point? Yeah, I do. I view him essentially like 50-50 with Cooper Cup on who's going to have the big game. Their opportunity metrics projecting forward, I would put them like dead even. Both 100% are routes. Targets ebb and flow a little bit, but it's not a Jamar Chase T. Higgins situation. This is like... 50 50 man like i one weekend one week out i think any one of these either one of these guys could have the big game i hear you or both that's hard to do today but both of them could easily have a big game too you know what's funny is we have we have cooper cup and pook in the co with the highest optimal captain probabilities we have them at 25 and 17 percent top play probability respectively in our top single game and showdown plays tool but we have Matthew Stafford as only 6% top play probability, 8% optimal captain. It is kind of funny when you see the two players grading out highest and optimal captain and top play probability that the quarterback wouldn't be right behind them. I think that's a scoring thing. Obviously, Stafford has no ground game at all. Yeah. And then this is so condensed between the two receivers. We talked about with the Saints briefly. It's easy for Olave to outscore Derek Carr in an individual game because of PPR bonuses, 100-yard bonuses, rather than 300. You have that with the Rams, too, except I think it's even more likely because so many of the targets are funneled through Nakua and Cup, whereas with the Saints, it's spread out a little more. So that doesn't surprise me that they're drawing such positive leverage in our tools, and I think it honestly makes a lot of sense. Man, Kyron Williams here. It is funny how negatively leveraged T and Kamara are at the captain spot, but you're right. It's just the salary. It's the salary dynamics. Like I bet if we went, hold on, I'm going, let me go to FanDuel for a second. So optimal captain or what is that MVP? Yeah. Kyron Williams is. See, that's still lower than I would have thought, but he's, he's 20... so expensive on FanDuel. Holy smokes. Oh yeah. He's, He's $1,500 more than Cup. Like Nakua is 12 k Wow. What's Kamara? He's 15 Okay, so these look like pretty similar pricing dynamics to DraftKings. Like Atwell, 7500 on FanDuel. Robinson, 8500 But then, man, the studs are priced like just complete studs outside of Nakua. Mike, did you run the Sims? Can you pull that up for a second? I, I, I'm now. I must see 
yeah, one what we're getting. Matt, as I always ask you, take take a guess here before we look. What do you think the the highest our highest owned captain lineups are going to be? It's tough. Kickers, right? kickers defenses, maybe. <laughs> like I'm not even sure. I feel like it's still going to be cup. Nakua cup. Yeah. Car, you might be right. Like car ends up being the leverage. Car is cheap, respectively. All right, let's see. Uh, highest exposed captains right now are. It's Kyron. still Kyron. 25. It's still Kyron Williams and Cooper Cup and Chris Olave and Puka Nakua, Matt. What size field did we build? I don't. I didn't see you, Mike. Ten thousand and twenty-five up top. Okay, so mid-size field. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. I in mid, even in like a mid-size tournament, I still probably don't want to captain like Atwell or something. That's large field for me. What? Mike, what do the lineups themselves look like? Because I would like curious now to see if we have all of that Kyron Williams. Who who are the who are the flex players going to end up being? Like, what kind of garbage are we going to get stuck with, Matt? <laughs> look, any any slate you're you're typically going to get stuck with some garbage. So that's just the way it goes. Um, so the first the Kyron one. Williams lineup I see is Cooper Cup, Demarcus. Wait, why did you go? Uh, Mike, go. No, no. Go to the Kyron Williams lineups. Because just, just, just don't, don't even zoom in. Just go, just, just stay, stay on the screen there. So the first Kyron Williams lineup that you're getting is going to be Cooper Cup, Robinson, Williams, Matthew Stafford. And yeah, see, like that's, that's tough to get to, man. Where the value plays? Like Royce Freeman types and Jamal Williams and Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, that lineup doesn't feel good, but I'm not sure any lineup you, you make feels good. And if you're playing large field and it feels good, it's probably going to be duplicated to hell. For sure. And there's some with like Stafford, Robinson, Carr, Rashid Shahid, Graham. It's possible, but that, that gives you an idea of kind of what you're working with. If you play Kyron at, at captain, can you, can you realistically jam two other studs? You could play. Yeah, you can. But so Kyron Williams, captain, I made a lineup earlier. I, I actually have it up. So I'll just read it to you. You've got Derek Carr, Olave, Cooper Cup as other studs. Then you can play Foster Moreau, who I think is relatively safe. 2,600 leaves you Royce Freeman or Keith Kirkwood maxing out salary. So it's doable. I still don't really like it. Again, that's Kyron, Captain, Derek Carl, Lave, Stack, Cooper Cup, Keith Kirk, Wood Foster, Moreau. Something like that. All right. It leaves you Jimmy Graham as well. Oh. <laughs> wow. Just what I need. Who else Who else do you see being viable on the Ram side of the football today? I, I don't think it's quite as messy. Like, 2-2, well, we agree. It's not fun, but he's going to – He's now that he's back, he's going to see the field a bit. Um Nakua and Cup, like you said, 100% of routes run there. Kyron Williams is the clear guy in the backfield. Royce Freeman gets maybe like five or six touches. 
and then a tight end Higby and then Davis Allen, maybe a target or two. I mean, this, this isn't as tough. This is not as difficult as, as the saints. No, I think I prefer Atwell just coming back from the concussion. He'll play a role. Again, I do think Robinson has earned more time on the field, but Davis Allen, I mean, he had one target last game. He has one game over a single target in his last five. So I think Atwell has a better opportunity share than that. And you're not even saving a lot going from Atwell to Davis Allen. He's 2,200. So yeah, for me, it's kind of just Atwell among the punts that aren't kickers in defenses for the Rams. Higby, I think is okay. He does lose some snaps to Allen. And I mean, he's 5,800, like just a wild price tag for Higby right now. Man, it's crazy the amount of opportunities Tutu Atwell got before Cooper Cup came back. Eight targets, nine, nine, nine. Like, he was – and also, he was kind of producing in some of those games. He wasn't bad. But now with Demarcus Robinson emerging and Tutu Atwell kind of getting relegated to a, a split role at the wide receiver three position, it's tough. I just don't see how you could get to, like, a Ben Skoranek right now. He might – is it possible he doesn't even see the field? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think so, too. Do you have any interest in captaining Matthew Stafford today? Not really, just because of how consolidated the opportunity share is between Cup and Nakua. He is positively leveraged in our tools, both at flex and captain, so I get it. But, man, he's, like, parked right in the middle of them. There, there's very few lineups, in my opinion, where I find myself just landing directly on him. Like, I'd rather just go up and find the salary for Cup or go down and play Nakua and maybe get someone better in the flex on top of Nakua or something. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's time for us to build a lineup here. What do you say? I say we do it. All right. Before we do, um, anytime we have... Good deposit bonuses out there, promos for those of you guys on in states that you know don't have legal sports betting. They're talking pick'em sites. Yeah, Matt and I talk a lot about underdog. By the way, I did some playoff drafts the other day. Uh, I forgot how difficult they are, man. Like that, that strategy, you really have to be locked in. And there, and people just have no clue what they're doing. You get sniped so bad, so much by people that have no clue what they're doing. Yeah, it is a tough strategy. You definitely need to be plugged in. Once you understand like where teams are, the scenarios, and how likely they are to move forward, there is a very big edge in it, but you have to do your homework. Don't just walk into one of these drafts without doing it. You can't. But anyway, you should walk into better because they're matched. Look, when, when, site, when places come around like this, what do they do? They go, all right, so we're competing against prize picks. We're going up against underdog. How do we make a splash? Well, take two extra deposit up to $500. First match deposit up to 500 bucks. Link in the description and in chat. Look, guys, if there's nothing else I can recommend, if, if you listen to nothing else we say on any of these shows and you just skip past all of this, that's fine. But if there's one thing I can say, Matt, I know you'd agree with me, is that anytime you're given an opportunity to put money in and have anywhere double it, even if you're like, yeah, but I'm already on a bunch of pick'em sites, it shouldn't matter because you're getting free funds in your account matched, doubling your deposit bonus up to 500 bucks out of the gate. So even if you're on a bunch of them, who cares? Take some of that 
and redistribute it elsewhere. So now you've got twice as much money as you had in the first place. Not to mention, like for me in a legal sports betting state, I go and I get on as many sports books as possible because I want to make sure that I'm always line shopping, always getting plus EV spots, always getting the best odds. So I'm not just giving money to the sports books because I had no price sensitivity. It was too lazy to get a better, better odds, better line. It's the same thing here when you have free squares out there or better lines on these spots and you're getting a first match deposit bonus. But like I said, Matt, if I could stress one thing, it's always collect the free money and it's always make sure that you're in enough places to get the better odds, to get the better lines, and to get the free squares on these pick'em sites. And you can up to 100x your entries, 100x at better. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, man. Sometimes I just feel like it's people being lazy. They want to just play on one book. I can't for one pick'em site. I literally cannot stress to you enough how big of a difference this makes when you get the best lines or you get these deposit bonus, or you get your free squares. If one place offers a free square one day, the other place doesn't, you should absolutely be taking advantage of the free square. Play on as many places as you can, take your deposit bonuses. It makes a huge difference in the long run. Yeah, man, check it out. Better, better, up to $500 first match deposit bonus. Link in the description and in chat if you're not there yet. Take advantage, baby. All right, Matt, let's build a lineup here. Someone asked if we could build a FanDuel lineup too, since we have a little bit of extra time. Sure. Sure. I don't, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see why not. Let's do DraftKings first. You started off at captain. I went last time. Oh, you saved the best slate for me. <laughs> All right. What do you got? I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna go Nakua in the captain. You wanna go Puka? All right. Uh. I feel like I just want to make your life a little bit easier, and I'm gonna go because you know I'm in the giving spirit this holiday season. I'm going to go Foster Moreau. Yeah, it's very charitable of you. Yeah, right. I thought so, too. Foster Moreau. So we have 8,400 left just to speak to the type of slate we're dealing with. Man, it's really hard for me not to just say Kyron with the opportunity he's getting, Let's even do though doing the opposite is you. Very uncharitable. No, no, no. Let's do it. The great part is we still have 7,500 remaining. Uh, I don't hate this at all. So I'm okay not having Matthew Stafford in this lineup. I assume you are as well. Yes. Okay. Let's try something here. So essentially at this point, we have Cup, Kamara, Stafford, Carr, Olave. Those are your higher price guys. We're not going to be able to get all of them. I think it's entirely possible that you could do Carr and Olave here. It is possible. You just play a guy like Atwell. It's definitely possible. Foster Moreau, whoever it is. You you can play Carl Olave and then play one of the cheap guys. You could play a kicker too. You could play a kicker. You could play a kicker. So if you threw uh how do you say how do you say his name? Harvisick? <laughs> no. I don't know kick. I'm bad with kicker names, dude. I take pride in not knowing how to pronounce them. Just play groupie instead, so we don't have to do that. We should. Plus, this would be a pretty chalky lineup, but it shows you what's doable. Let's build one more, and let's go. Um, let's just see if we play negative game script. Let's see what happens if we start with Kamara at captain. Negative game script for, for New Orleans, and they have to throw a lot. All right, so we've got Kamara. I probably want Kyron then. Okay, yeah, I like that. We completely tanked our salary, but I mean, yeah, game scripted. Nothing, we got nothing left. All right. 
I'm going with Mr. Touchdown himself, Jimmy Graham. Oh, okay. Hey, it gives us 7K. It opens up a little bit. Yeah, I got to even search him. All right, it's negative game script. We probably want like Olave. Okay. What are we doing? Um, I'm going to go Derek Carr. Now, hear me out. In a spot like this, what if Kyron Williams just has like an individual gigantic game and then 2-2 Atwell ends up being the other guy? So like they're playing with the lead, but it's Kyron Williams and 2-2 Atwell doing the damage because Atwell had like a deep attempt that he converted to a touchdown. And then you have Kamara... Kyron, Jimmy Graham, Olave, Derek Carr with 2-2 Atwell. Yeah, I like this lineup. If you're really scared of Jimmy Graham, you could also go right to Foster Moreau. You weave the salary for that. Oh, right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with this lineup. You're right. If you pivot to more Foster Moreau, that's actually not a bad-looking lineup. And I feel like a lot of people are not going to be building with an unbalanced New Orleans 4-2 stack either. Probably not. I mean, it feels uncomfortable, but that's the thing. If your lineup feels comfortable, it's going to be duplicated. I don't hate that at all, as a matter of fact. You still get Kamara, Kyron, Olave, and Carr. Completely fine with this. So you're just fading two big wide receivers for the for the Rams. That's what it comes down to. All yes. right, let's, let's build a FanDuel lineup. All right, I'm ready. You can captain the first guy on this one because I just went first. All right, and man, it's, it's just so much different doing FanDuel where like, you're not – you're not one and a half Xing the salary in the captain spot. When you go into this, does your strategy change dramatically? Not dramatically, no. Like, are you, but I'm saying, are you willing to play? Like, what? what's the lowest you're willing to play a captain if you're trying to get leverage? Ah. Uh... That's what I mean. Because on DraftKings, you could actually make an argument for 2-2 Atwell. Shahid? Yeah, you're probably right. My favorite captain's Nakua. On Fandle? Yeah, just the balance of opportunity and price. Yeah, that price is really good. For me, it's Nakua or Olave, I think, at those price points. Yeah, I like Olave, too. Let's plug Olave in a captain and see what happens. All right, I'm going to put Nakua in just right after that. All right, so now we have 11.8 per player remaining. I'm going Kyron. He's expensive. Let's see what. Let's see if we can even do this. We can do it. There, two two seven five. So he, if you throw two two in, it gives you a lot left. Actually, you're right. Foster Moreau's fifty five hundred as well. Oh, let, never mind. Let's do him. Yeah, that's like that's going to open up a lot. Now we have fourteen thousand, Matt. So that gets you to like a Derek Carr, which makes sense because we have a lot of eight MVP. It, I mean, Derek Carr is going to be the the only guy there, which. I would assume this would be a popular lineup, but it gives you an idea of what you could build. Derek Carr maxes it out. Yeah, I like this. Sweet. Hey, final, by the way, NBA strategy show coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Make sure to check that out right here on the Stochastic channel. And Christmas promo, last one we're doing for NFL. It's over after this. Nothing for the playoffs, nothing for 17, week 18, nothing. 25% off any package. Link in the description and in the chat. Four days of football in the next five days. And the Sims tool is going to make your life way easier. Even if you just want the lineup generator, get in at a cheaper price, 25% off. 
and better $500 first match deposit bonus. I want your final thoughts on this slate before we turn it over to the NBA fellas. It's wide open because salary is so restrictive tonight. So guys like Kyron Kamara, they're going to be tough in the captain, but you can still do it just because they're tough doesn't mean you can't build positive EV lineups or Sims will tell you that. But you can do weird things. A lot of the mid-price guys are possibly leveraging captain. So I would just be cognizant of your ownership if you are playing some chalky guys. I think you might see more duplication tonight, and it might not take that much off the board at like a captain spot to gain leverage because of that. So yeah, it's going to be a fun slate. All right. Uh, Spencer Smith had one question. Uh, Matt, uh, ben and I on the Tuesday First Look show, we did like Christmas movie rankings, right, by tier. And somebody in the comment in the chat was like, imagine if Matt was on this show, he would have no clue at all. So I'm going to ask you now, before we go, what is your favorite Christmas movie? So I have to have one. I've seen Elf. I've seen the Polar Express. I, I actually watched one, got roped into it. I can't remember the name of it. I guess okay. it has to be Elf because I think I've only seen three. Are you kidding me? Not since I was like a kid and they're cartoons or whatever, and I can't remember. I was got, I've seen Home Alone a long time ago. Oh. But like you don't remember really much of anything. No. Matt, you would like Bad Santa. I don't Bad watch Santa. Christmas movies, man. Bad Santa's good. Christmas story. All right, well, uh, Spencer Smith, I assume that is exactly what you expected to hear. Follow Matt at Matt underscore Gajeski. Look, he may not be uh, a cinephile. He may not love movies, but that's not what you're here for. The man knows sports. The man knows DFS from NFL to college and everything in between. So follow him at Matt underscore Gajeski on Twitter. Follow me at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. And as I said, guys, my DMs are always open. Happy to answer any questions you have. Thanks to Mike for producing NBA strategy coming up right now. We'll see you back here for the next one. Peace.